Welcome to ESMA Open Podcasts. Today, uh, I'm happy to welcome Professor Herlinger, um, a neuro-oncologist from the University of Bonn, who will talk with us on new treatment possibilities in glioblastoma. Welcome, Professor Herlinger. So my first question, which biomarkers are currently important in the treatment of glioblastoma and are there any difficulties in the analysis of these biomarkers? Yeah, thank you. There are biomarkers around, but not that many. So the, to start with, uh, one of the biomarkers would be to know whether the glioblastoma is ADH mutated, which uh, gives some hint about um, uh, some better prognosis. And most importantly, um, I think everybody should know the MGMT promoter methylation status of a, of a tumor um, when the patient uh, comes for, for a consultation. And uh, there are some problems with the MGMT promoter methylation. In general, MGMT promoter methylation uh, is important for prognostic purposes to say the MGMT uh, methylated ones have a better prognosis than the non-methylated ones. But um, if you want to do a uh, MGMT uh, specific or associated therapy um, to treat the methylated differently than the non-methylated ones, then um, it becomes of paramount importance to know that status. Um, I think we are on the verge of, of uh, um, getting into the field of uh, having different treatments for the methylated ones and the non-methylated ones. And um, we have in our group in the German NOAA uh, now published a trial which specifically addressed the question how to improve therapy for the methylated ones, the MGMT methylated ones, and have found with a CTEC NOAA 9 trial that uh, by applying a combined temozolomide and CCNU chemotherapy instead of a standard uh, temozolomide uh, monotherapy, we can uh, improve overall survival. If you look at the median, even from 31.4 months to uh, 48.1 months. Um, and uh, this looks like a, a good prolongation of overall survival. And this is also the combination of, of CCNU and temozolomide. It's also a combination that you could uh, apply in off-study uh, treatments of patients. And if you want to do that, you know you have to know uh, the MGMT promoter methylation status. So you were just referring to so a little question that I have here. Um, is MGMT methylation a straightforward assay? Is it easy to do? That's a very good question. Um, it's not just one assay. Uh, it's almost like everybody or each uh, uh, hospital is doing it a little bit differently. There are uh, different approaches to determine the MGMT promoter methylation status of a uh, of a tumor. Um, there used to be the methylation specific PCR. Um, there is uh, pyrosequencing, probably the most uh, uh, commonly used nowadays, at least uh, in, in Central Europe. And there is the 850K um, chip analysis, methylome analysis, which also gives you a result of uh, whether a, a tumor is methylated or non-methylated. 
And of course, they are very different, these approaches. And um, uh, you, one can imagine that uh, the, the results are not completely overlapping. That's a problem and that's an unsolved problem. Uh, we have uh, so far non-published results which show that at least pyrosequencing is highly overlapping or sufficiently overlapping with a, um, uh, with a uh, methylation-specific PCR results. But that is a problem. I would say uh, if you want to treat a patient, um, it's good to have a reliable assay. So it would be optimal to, to have the methylation-specific PCR, but you could probably also rely on the pyrosequencing. And the, uh, the methylome chip analysis um, might need some more evaluation in that regard. Thank you so much for that overview. Um, could you give us a little bit of your opinion and your insights on the current data? What treatment possibilities are currently existing for the first-line treatment of glioblastoma? So there is uh, uh, the basis of everything, basically, which is radiotherapy, six-week, once daily, uh, combined with uh, temozolomide, first concomitantly to radiotherapy, and then um, six courses of adjuvant temozolomide chemotherapy. That's the standard since 2005. And um, on top of that, uh, you could uh, apply the tumor treating fields, which have shown to, uh, um, a, or which have produced a uh, positive trial, one positive trial, and uh, which is uh, in some countries at least available for additional therapy. Um, there was a, a prolongation of median survival of about five months in that study. And third, we have this one trial, a little bit small trial, two times about 65 patients um, uh, called uh, CTEC NOAA 9. I have already referred to that, which analyzed CCNU com uh, temozolomide combined therapy um, as a first-line therapy only to the methylated ones. Um, these are about the options beyond that. There are only uh, study clinical trial uh, options. There are a host of trials going on with uh, new or already known substances. Um, and so far, there is none of these trials have produced uh, sufficiently positive results uh, so that uh, these approaches could be applied to everyday practice. Thank you so much for lining that out. Um, what would you consider the differences in the quality of life of these different treatment modalities in first line? Are there significant differences in your point of view? Well, if you look onto the, the published data, it looks, it looks like there are not that much differences uh, between uh, the three first options that I already mentioned. Um, the TTF data um, says there is no difference to patients without TTF. Um, the CTEC NOAA 9 trial says on the long run, you don't have any uh, changes in quality of life um, uh, compared to standard temozolomide. We see some 
slight deterioration in a post-hoc analysis of the first 12 months during therapy uh, that uh, we see uh, in in some of the items uh, uh, some deterioration, small deterioration um, in uh, uh, in the combined cisneutemozolomide arm. Um, so if you look closely during therapy, would not uh, uh, be a, a big surprise. There could be small differences. Um, regarding coming back to the TTF uh, thing, um, in, in daily practice, it doesn't look like uh, quality of life is uh, uh, not affected if you uh, apply TTF broadly to, to many patients. Patients who really like the system might not have a, a change in quality of life, but patients who are um, reluctant, um, they might uh, uh, tell you that that uh, that their life is somehow influenced by by that device, but this is not yet published uh, in a scientific way. It's just an impression from daily practice. Thank you so much. Um, and to get a little bit an impression, what is on the horizon? What possibilities are coming up uh, for the treatment of glioblastoma? Are there any exciting studies at the moment going on? Um, there are exciting studies going on. They are all basically early clinical trials. Um, they are applying um, some uh, immunological mechanisms, uh, some very fancy, uh, fancy approaches um, uh, to treat uh, glioma, glioblastoma uh, with immunological methods. Um, it's uh, way too early to say whether these approaches will finally pan out and and uh, give a substantial either prolongation of survival or any other sort of benefit to uh, to patients. They're all on the on the step of showing okay there is an immune reaction we could generate and let's see um, uh, whether that can be uh, pursued further in 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 later phase trials. Um, there is no single drug that I uh, would think would make the run to a next blockbuster drug in glioblastoma, uh, which is right now in, uh, in clinical trials uh, beyond uh, that, what I have said. Um, there are uh, some, some backdrops, uh, uh, for example, uh, with a, a PD-1 inhibition um, the trials to, to use uh, PD-1 inhibitor um, in, in glioblastoma. Um, in non-methylated glioblastoma have uh, failed and uh, there was a press release uh, a few days ago that uh, uh, the study in methylated patients also has not met its uh, primary endpoint progression of uh, uh, progression-free survival. So we, we have to see what uh, what comes out of these uh, immunological approaches. There's nothing that we can just hope that it could be applied in the next few months to uh, glioblastoma patients. Thank you, Professor Hellinger, so much for this exciting insight in gl current glioblastoma therapy. Goodbye.